0: Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Broken Veteran Podcast, coming to you late.
1: As fudge.
0: Yeah. So um, we had um, a bit of drama this week, and when I say drama, I mean normal life just got in the way. So we're, we're, we're pretty much back to normal on the life front, as in kids going to school, back to work full time gym's now open back Yay. to jujitsu she be back to his gym he'll be out biking soon and with that comes all the sort of daily pressures of making sure things are done especially work work is really um really does get in the way of, of living but if it didn't work then i couldn't live so it's a necessary evil should we say so yes we usually put this out on a saturday we're now... It's now Sunday evening. Yeah. So it'll go out tonight. And then... It is what it is. This... Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Maybe we... We... I set ourselves too high a target of trying to put one out each week or making sure it was out on a specific day because I never thought about... Well, I never thought that things would get in the way of it. But obviously things do and life gets in the way. But... Rest assured, we will we will... It's a glitch we're on fifteen. This is his first one. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the glitch. I think it was seven or something. Where the, the yeah. issue with the mics. But and um, it's going to happen. You know, there's probably going to be weeks where we're not going to even be able to do one. Um, and you know, it's better it's done this way. And there's not nothing wrong. There's no major problems, and we we still put one out. But we'll 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 work through it. It may even become a case where we have to put two out one week because we're not going to be there a week after because of work commitments or holidays or you know something like that so we're here anyway we're um we're living the dream
1: Or surviving the nightmare <laughs> <laughs> one of the,
0: one of the two um but it, it sort of as i like to say in work all the time it is what it is you know there's not a great deal i can do about it sometimes but we're here and we're we're you know we're getting still getting the message out there so, gy- gyms are back open. You've done a, you yeah, done a first fu- week back in. Have you done a full week?
1: Oh no. Where is where where is the gym? Oh, the Bell all
0: right Oh right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Any good? Yeah, it's alright.
1: Not very busy at the moment, which is, I suppose, it's a good thing.
0: Is it all like? Is it all like weights and stuff like that?
1: No, uh, you got two
0: different. Well,
1: you got let's say two different. You got three different bits to it now. If so you got like weights downstairs, free weights and all that, mm. cardio machines and other like equipment upstairs, and you got the swimming pool side now, which is over the road, and they put this like I don't even know what it is, huge. it's huge. It. This biometric yeah, gym they call in it. Yes, biometric. Yeah, that's what they call it. I went over the other day because one of the boys had us all over there you now. So I was trying to get in, He was like, "You need to be inducted." In. I was like, "Why?" <laughs> so sort of went in a bit of a ruckus. Like, I was like, "Well, oh. you know, it's not my first time to the gym. I've been going for a while now." Like, yeah. And I was like, "No, no, it's this biometric thing." Well, like, not interested.
0: Biometrics, not to me.
1: But you get this, like, you sign up, they like induct you in all the machines, and you can buy this like fancy bracelet for a tenner or something, and then it tracks you just, all the like you. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually like interesting.
0: I just yeah yeah. Let me do it. That. That's and I, I think that's why I like I like um, the jujitsu gym is because um, or the MMA. It's an MMA gym because they do all all forms of sort of mixed martial arts. But obviously, I just do the BJJ side of things. But it's it's none of that. It's kind of an old school sort of gym. As in yeah, you turn up, you work out, and you go. You go home. No. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no it's like a, well, track think... your progress you know eat the correct meals it's yeah. like you do that shit yourself while you're here you train boom you yeah.
1: know i don't know it's like that's over the other side i was like i'm oh, not interested in that and she said well you can carry on using the other side where you were i was like oh happy day so yeah we're just back over there now it's great but yeah a bit yeah. awkward because you've got to book time slots but
0: and are you getting your time slots you need uh he's look at the draw
1: i try and buck according to what time i think i'm going to finish yeah. I never finish early enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's working out alright. Not great, but, you know, such as. Yeah. It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, back in jiu-jitsu full-time now, pretty much. Helping out with the kids' classes and um, taking Liam along. He's he's loving the kids' classes, so. You said, yeah, he's probably buzzing to it. Now, yeah, right? yeah. Um, he it took a while um he's kind of a shy shyer kid um and it took a while for him to get used to it he got into it and then covid happened so he's had like five months off from going and it's just took that little you know it's it's taken less time obviously this time like two weeks to get sort of back into it but he's really back into it now and he wants to learn more stuff and he's um trying these sort of sneak attacks around the house where he tries to (laughs) grab me and stuff like that yes mate yeah so uh (laughs) It's it's good in 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 that sense, you know. I can't recommend it more for, for kids. They, it amazing. really is great. Just parents
1: past but, check you in a headlock.
0: It's yeah, 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 yeah. Choke you out. <laughs> no, all the time, all the time trying to get a, trying to get a move in on me. Um, yeah, I know. And, and you know, the kids, the kids class, and the kids are, are really, you know, they're coming along. It's great seeing like five year olds, you know, coming in with like shy and no confidence, and then. Sort of two or three weeks later, they're like, you know, ready ready to go. You know, want to get to the, the, the sparring bit. You know, um, and using good techniques, it's great. It is a great sport, and um, it doesn't really matter on size. It's about technique. It's about your skill, um, and that's what I that's what I really like about it. Yeah. Although I get, I get hammered.
1: You got no skill or technique yet? Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> My skill and technique is trying to defend myself. And five minute rounds, you feel them five minute rounds. You feel. You, you got the tap down, like. Oh, yeah, you, I'm amazing at tapping. Yeah, you got yeah. The technique yeah, yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. The tap out king. <laughs>
1: that's what I those Again, it's the experiencing, and it's going to
0: come, like, but you're going to put the time in. Yeah. What about biking when you're getting back to that?
1: I went out the other week. Um, well, this week I've mean, out. Last week I went out for a play in. They got wheels set up now. they're prop that was like, where? Oh uh, my! I just local by yeah, a. Just went up for a quick hour. They're great. But so this week I've been flat out. Obviously, work gym after work. My van's still playing up. Yeah. So hopefully next week that will be fixed. Yeah. And I can check it in if I. Because we went to, to um, gym.
0: we went to the beach last weekend, didn't we? And um, Sunday, yeah, school. cool. And I, that I, was, I was awesome. I was thinking. Um, i was kind of jealous of your van i was That's thinking cool. oh, i want a van you know because where we parked up there was a few of them wasn't there and they were all like sat out with their picnic tables and stuff like that yeah and it's just like oh i, can't I got I a bit to,
1: to do yet like get it when i want it but um but like you know as a blank canvas it's, it's awesome it's going to be great
0: like <laughs> i was in tesco car park the other day and there was a guy there and he had a it was a vw camper. but to know where the window bit is obviously it's metal but he had like cool like poppy fields in there. Yeah, and a well worn and, about and stuff and
1: all that. Then eventually, but yeah, it'll be
0: you know it'll take me years to
1: get it where I want it. I'm sure.
0: like I'll have the broken veteran podcast logo. I think we'll get
1: them down on the sides. Yeah, yeah, I'll check them on. And it'll be cool. But uh, yeah, it's cool. It's playing up at the moment. I think uh, we had it in the garage yesterday, and then we're gonna swap the prop, and then it's done. It's about I don't know, I don't know, ninety hundred quid fixing it. It's back to where it was, like, Yeah. That's, oh, I really like you know, it is what it is. But once I get it up and running, like you said, you know, like proper day van, it'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be cool.
0: Yeah, that's what I want
1: day van. It's not expensive, you know. It's, again, it depends what you want, do not it? You, like, i seen one the other day for 40 grand, you know, and it's not all uh, the bells and whistles, it's not a million miles away from mine, but 40 grand, mine, it's not even a fraction of that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
0: you know. So um where we live um one of your neighbors i uh, passed passed away this week God oh, yeah 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 um a a a veteran former mr. marine roberts, mr yeah. john roberts a former marine he lives um, like yeah he's on the end. he's he like right behind yeah lives next door must lives next door to next door he's sister, sister, yeah yeah, yeah. And and behind us like behind <laughs> and obviously i um i'm good friends with his um, his grandson and My brother Daniel is good friends with his other grandsons, and you know, he was a character, wasn't he? Everyone knew him. Oh, it's it's a local legend, isn't he? Yeah, local, it really was. And it's obviously. That's how JP and just. Why does everybody call him Mr. John Marbus? Just respect, I think it was.
1: Everyone else, Randy, just calls everyone by their name, but not. Yeah, yeah, we had. He did
0: have that respect. Um, Cool guy. And I was speaking to JP, and he said, at his. at his funeral, and obviously it was limited the numbers that could be there because of COVID and stuff like that. They could only have ten people there, which is that's a shame. That's um, but myself and a, and a lot of other people from the village went. The coffin left from the from his house, and we went and stood in stood in the street until walked the end of the village. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. walked out the village, and um, and he had his Royal Marine Berry on top of the of the coffin and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but awesome, jp was saying that um he'd wrote his his own eulogy yeah. and it was on his computer and his um his daughter jp's mum like downloaded and she read it out so he was going to get me a copy of it That's you know, ah, sick because uh, we'll both be blubbering mess yeah 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 apparently some cool cool stories on there you know no, can you imagine um I'm, I'm 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 pretty i think it was career he was in he was in Korea um but uh, you know he, he you know, I've heard from different people who have spoken to him, you know, I don't know what the stories are yet so till, till I see the uh, eulogy, but I think he was one of the last um non non commissioned officers to get a field commission. Um, you know, things like that. And I'm nice. I'm aware he had phosphorus burns. So we'd seen a he'd seen a bit. And um sort of I think about ten years ago, so he was probably in his eighties, um, he went on a bike ride through uh, Normandy with um his, his grandson and my my brother they, they, ben, yeah. yeah yeah they literally cycled ben. through Normandy so we could go and see all the spots and that so you know legend a legend of guy local local legend um and I'll have a little I've got a little drink here I'll have a little drink to him a little drink yeah go on sir. <laughs> to Mr John Roberts oh what a bloke what a bloke we'll probably do more on that
1: yeah definitely yeah you we'll have to get dan or ben down or jp or jp yeah all yeah. of them or if all we can them. get them in, dan maybe not obviously being in madrid yeah yeah <laughs>
0: yeah so we yeah we we you know my mum was there and uh, my sisters were we represented the family to sort of see him see him out so um with uh with the fact that Mr. John Roberts was a Marine and the fact that in the last podcast we talked about the Apache um, rescue mm-hmm. uh, um, where Royal Marines rescued a, a, a Marine. I've, I've done a bit of sort of looking into that and a bit of research and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just going to talk through that that sort of story and, and what happened um, uh, on that that, that, on this particular time in afghanistan Now, and there's loads of um there's loads of stories from afghanistan and iraq you know from all the wars in in, in every war there's this sort of acts of heroism and stuff like that we've said it many times before and there's medals and, and stuff like that that people people get but this one uh, i think you said it sort of stood out as being being
1: it's just insane
0: isn't it it's just awesome <laughs>
1: It's just a million miles away from normal, and yeah.
0: it's like this is the stuff you'd see in a movie, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's for real. So, um, so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it. So, in, in 2007, in January, at the time, in uh, on Op Herrick, was the um, four or five Marines were out there. They were the, the resident infantry as well as 4-2 marines were out there and all the sort of support assets that go with it, um, part of 3 Commando Brigade. And they were doing operations in uh, Helmand province to try and sort of break up the, the Taliban stronghold in, in the area. This is sort of early on in the, in the British sort of holding the um, Helmand province Um They'd taken over from um, 16 16 Air Assault. So after 16 Air Assault, then uh, the the Marines went in there with all their uh, assets and stuff like that. And then they were trying to do, because the numbers weren't great, they were doing like raids on on places. They didn't really have the numbers to hold uh, locations at this point because it was quite early on of them getting herrick so on the in january um in June, january 2007 they decided to basically do a, a like a large scale raid on this fort called Jagroom fort uh so on the 14th of january at midnight the royal artillery opened up on this fort and just started blasting it 105 shells just whacking it out of it um and that on its own would have been a you know Oh, a sort of wake up call for the Taliban. Like yeah. shit's going down. And then at three in the morning, a B fifty no, a B one Lancia um aircraft, which is a bomber from the Americans, dropped twenty two thousand pound bombs. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's gonna make a dent.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it did, and it made a dent in, in, in basically the, the outer walls of the forts.
1: Yeah, t- yeah, that was the
0: so then once that was over the marines were then meant to you know there was a hundred marines from four five commando using the viking amphibious vehicles would have crossed the river Helmand, crossed the canal into the fort uh because of for whatever reason that didn't happen until first light which is six
1: It's later yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah they were a little bit out anyway in their in their Viking um vehicle supported by the scimitar tanks of the um dragoons. They're like similar tanks. And I know scimitar because 'cause I'm a I'm a gunner. I'm a I, w- I was a gunner in a saber, which is the basically the petrol version. They're, they're very <laughs> they're very similar. Uh, you know, so they're the thirty metre rod and cans and the seven point six two chain gun, which is when that thing starts singing it's beautiful. Um so they were in support plus they had apache helicopters in support as well Four apache helicopters and they also had um the a-10, a-10 thunderbolts yeah, yeah from the americans supporting them uh, anyway so they piled into the fort and they basically what the one i wanted to do is disrupt disturb gather as much information as they can from the um from the the uh the taliban in the area um because they were refusing to re- sort of release this fort, so they went in there, smashed through it. You know, I don't know how long they were in there—forty-five you know, minutes an hour—but the, you know, it was they had stiff resistance, which was surprising considering the place had been hammered smashed. with artillery and then hammered by a uh, um, twenty-two thousand-pound bombs, <laughs> and obviously they had the other support of the of the uh, Apache helicopters as well. Anyway. On, they then withdrew back across the river to a forming up point, a reorg, as we would call it in the military, reorganisation point, where the officers did a head count. I say officers, it would have been the sergeants and then they would have told the officers. And then they discovered then that a um, that soldier was missing. Uh, and it was Lance Corporal Matthew Ford uh, was missing in action. So what they did then is put a, a desert hawk surveillance drone up in the air to fly over the fort um, to see if they could spot him what they found then was that they picked up a heat signature led up against the outer wall of the fort and that was identified as as corporal uh, Lance Corporal Ford so they were like right well we need to go and get him yep. you know no questions asked let, let's go let, let's go and get him we you know you don't leave a man behind so the initial plan was four Vikings with a, with a, um, a dozen soldiers. So only twelve, which is yeah. which is pretty ballsy. And... and with the you know with the Apaches in support uh, and the A tens in support to go pick him up, get him back. But the Apache pilots realized that they wouldn't have enough fuel to stay on on um, task while this rescue was was going ahead. So. One of the pilots, a uh, warrant officer, Mark Rutherford, um, who at the time was the most combat-experienced pilot in the Apache sort of um, division or whatever, the, uh, among the Apache pilots, he came up with a new plan and put it forward to the CEO of Zulu Company, who was the uh, Royal Marines uh, CEO at the time. And this is what he said, "Sir, I've got a different idea. We will load. We will land at your location." Give me four men. I'll strap them to two Apaches and we'll go over there, land at the fort, strap the casualty to the base of the helicopter and come back. You just have to find me four volunteers. Which is madness.
1: But I imagine everyone would put a hand up for it.
0: Yeah. Well, no one thought that you could yeah put people on the outside of <laughs> Apache helicopters it, it and if you don't if you're not military orientated you don't know how Apache helicopter is Apache helicopters are basically the gunships helicopters yeah. they've got two pilots a, a pilot and a co-pilot and then they've got like small wings on them with with rockets on there and then they've got a 30 millimeter chain gun underneath the um underneath the where the pilots are
1: insane
0: so the, yeah so not that was built for point. passengers. Though. they're I not built for passengers so anyway the the CO, um, agreed and, and went to basically find four volunteers. Yeah. So the volunteers were a Captain Dave Rigg of the Royal Engineers, Marine Chris Fraser Perry, Marine Gary, um, Robinson or Robertson and warrant officer class one, Colin Hearn. They were the, they were the four guys who put the hand up, um, so you can imagine, you can imagine a warrant officer class one. They are the senior guys, you know. And, and Colin Hearn, either at the time or shortly after, was was the RSM of the, um, was was the regimental sergeant major. So he was the most experienced enlisted guy there. You know, the, the you know he he had been a private and he's worked his way all the way through the ranks. He's the senior guy, the one with the most experience out of all of them. Um officers, you know, Captain Dave Rigg, even though he's a royal engineer, would have, you know, they did this thing that happens at Sandhurst, I, you know, I don't know, but I've I've read about it and I've heard stories where they they just become they serve to lead, basically. It's about leadership with with, with yeah. them, you know. And then the two Marines that volunteered fair play to them now, I well, imagine well, a lot of a lot of them volunteered i'd like to think
1: all of them yeah. yeah
0: yeah um i know if i was in that situation uh i probably would have put my hand up and gone if that's one of my guys then yeah are oh, you yeah did. without a question yeah, yeah. so and be. imagine a lot and they would you know um chris fraser perry and uh, gary robinson um were you know were more than willing to sort of do this they weren't pinged for this task. They would have said, You have to do it. They would have been like, Yeah, I'm up for this. Let's do it, yeah. Um and then Colin Hearn, uh, one of the officers of class one, what Colin Hearn said, regardless of the plan, there was no way we were gonna leave him or anyone else on the battlefield. You know? And that's uh we know that. You know, you don't you just don't leave a you don't leave a man behind. Anyway, two of the helicopters landed <clears throat> and the strap Marines on either side of the cockpit, on these two helicopters, and then the other two helicopters, the other two marine helicopters came in to give support. The other, one of the other helicopters was flown by the first female Apache pilot as well. Not that that makes a difference, she, she obviously can do a great job, but it just, it came up in the notes um, as something as significant. At the same time, they also had this support um, from the A10 Thunderbolts plus the B1 carried out another bombing, bombing run. Got
1: those G-Dams. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, just to basically the, the, to disturb the the Taliban would have been converging back on the fort to see what was left and this would have been another sort of kind of like oh another bombing run they're coming back let's go back into hiding. So it would have been a way to draw them away from the fort. The fort was the main point of contact the main sort of action yeah. they would have been basically run, running away. So, simultaneously, the two Apaches flew into the area with one landing outside the fort and then one landing inside the outer wall of the fort, sort of overshot. Now, this was created because of the dust cloud that the first one put up. Yeah. You know, uh, so we, they landed in the wrong area. The second one landed... Um, the first one landed out. Well, outside was um, Captain Rigg and uh, Marine Fraser Perry. Chris faber Perry, they landed on the outside and they located Lance Corporal Ford, and they dragged him to the helicopter with the help of the two pilots that got out. That bit blew my <laughs> mind as well, you know. So they got out the comfort of their Apache helicopter to go and help drag this casualty to their helicopter. Oh, uh, the one that overshot, of shot the, uh, the the landing zone. Um, the two the two Marines, um, warrant officer Colin Hearn and Marine Gary. Um, Robertson, they went searching for Corporal Ford. Anyway, the other pilot then got out and said, "Oh, we've overshot. Come over yeah, here." Yeah. Then they located that they seen that they were loading um, Lance Corporal Ford onto the first uh, Apache. They went back to their Apache. Anyway, the uh, at the whole time this is going on, they're under small arms fire. They're under sort of rifle fire. Um, while while they're doing this so they're getting shot at while they're, while they're trying to move around so they would have been dodging basically dodging bullets yeah. they would have had um rounds splashing around, around them um what what was helping them is the fact that the two other apaches were in the air giving them sort of fire support um and them other two apaches expanded expanded all their ammunition so all their 30mm and all their rockets by the end of this were gone they'd <laughs> literally give it everything awesome so anyway the, they, they lifted off after strapping uh, Lance Corporal 4 to the, the bottom of the the Apache and they headed back across the river to the rest of where Zulu Company were um, and at the same time were obviously escorted by the other two uh, Apache helicopters and um, Lance Corporal Ford was then loaded onto a Chinook um, CH-47 helicopter and flown back to Camp Bastion. Unfortunately, despite the rescue effort and the medical treatment that Corporal Matthew Ford um, received, he was pronounced um, dead on arrival at Camp Bastion, having been killed in action, which um, which is sort of fucking devastating, to be honest. Yeah because they did their best you couldn't you couldn't ask anymore um yeah. and if i was in that situation and i'd been that you know that lance corporal against the wall and the, they came in and got me i'd have just been thankful you know okay. and i'm sure the family would have been thankful that they they went back quick time in such a a, a heroic way it's mad, like it's just mm. awesome yeah yeah um so it was. It was. The mission was a success in the fact that they rescued him. It was just unfortunate um, that Lance Corporal Matthew Ford passed away. Uh, but there is. Um, have you seen that quote from one of the other pilots? I think it was. I think it's one of the A ten pilots. Let's see if I can find it. Basically, he he says. Um, that he was flying past one of the, the Chinooks. Uh, no, I seen something about it. Yeah, it
1: yeah, yeah. Went past one of the Apaches, and it's just like looking out the window to see a, these a guys marine strapped to the, strapped wings, to the side of it, giving it shoot, beans, shooting,
0: right. shooting their rifles, um, just giving it everything. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Just awesome. He said, you know, you, you can't write that crap like you know you don't you don't
0: get taught that. That's just you In, know, insti- instinct of the then the the natural instinct of everyone was to go back and get him and yeah. there was a plan being put together um and then the the helicopter pilot um sorry what was his name uh mark Rutherford his his uh insight his sort of knowledge of what could be possible because it it is possible to put people on the, the side of Apaches because they do it for Apache he, pilot rescue. So when Apache goes down, another Apache can go in and rescue the two pilots. So they knew they could do that. Oh,
1: right.
0: yeah, that's what, it, that's what it's designed. There's not a seat there, yeah, but, but there is a, must be a strapping cable or where you can attach cables to a strap on someone's through it. So they knew they could do that. And then it was his insight to go, right, we can do this this way. <laughs> um, but then who's up for it yeah um uh, <laughs> the the four guys who then said yeah no i'll do it not knowing at that point what it is that they were volunteering for really you know you're going to fly in on an apache and you, they could they got, oh we're in the we're in the you know the the co-pilot seat over you know we're here over they, they don't know but they boom, amongst it, they did it they did it anyway uh and then to fly over there pick up um Lance Corporal Ford, you know, no. Ha- the, the pilots obviously had to jump out to strap him to the. the un- they essentially underslung him underneath the helicopter, um, and if you go on YouTube, there is video of of this, you know, uh, sure event. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah, with sort of commentary from a, you know, whatever marine or, or soldier was filming at the time, um, and they were desperate. They were desperate. You can hear it in their voices for him to be okay. Um Just mad, it, man. yeah, it's crazy. The the fort actually, the um Jugram fort, um, was cleared in April two thousand and eight. Yeah, here? by a force of two thousand four hundred US Marines and it reopened a route through to Pakistan.
1: Two and a half thousand marines. Yeah, the, yeah, So
0: out. so the Royal Marines rocked up there with you know hundred. Hundred hundred Marines, a couple of cimeter tanks. Um, couple, you know, four Apaches, a couple of eight tens, you know. But when the the Americans went in there, they went in there in force. Now we were always, we were certainly taught, maybe not as a private, but certainly when I did my lance corporals course, we we were taught that you always go three to one. So if there's mm. two of them, you use you know you use a section. If there's a section of them, use a platoon. If there's a platoon of them, use a company. You know, you always go in with the heavier numbers so the fact that they were going to attack this fort with you know just 100 Royal Marines probably didn't know did they this is the thing you know where the intel is yeah yeah and the intel would have been coming from drones and stuff like that because I doubt they had people on the ground well maybe they did there is other there is other um, missions that took place at the time um, at the SAS where they would they would go in sort of 40 maybe 40 men and and take on thousands you know so um there is some some sort of um missions that went on it certainly in the early days where they were where they were outnumbered but we we were always sort of taught to go in sort of two two to one three to one sorry um obviously for for the acts of bravery um the apache pirate apache pilots Received distinguished flying crosses, and their co-pilots received military crosses. And um, and Captain Dave Rigg, who was one of the people who sat on the outside, Cap, yeah, yeah, he received a military cross. However, the two Marines and warrant officer class one, what? Colin Hearn, didn't.
1: How do you get nothing in it?
0: They didn't get it. I know you don't but
1: do it for it, but, like, I can't, come
0: on. I can't find... I can't find anywhere where... And there is an article that says Marines snubbed in, uh, you know, uh, Apache Rescue uh, Mission. I know you don't so, do it for it, but they you all know, should you have know, got it,
1: like, definitely.
0: Maybe they got, like, a mention in dispatches or something like that, but it's not... You know.
1: Dude, they stuck themselves to a helicopter and rode into battle. Jesus. <sighs> it's <laughs> anyone else, it's normally a one way ticket, isn't it? Anything else could have happened or
0: Yeah. That's uh, it, like Yeah, so they were the awards that they're given out. were that were given out. The call signs for the uh, two Apache helicopters. It's ugly gonna be ugly. ugly yeah. five zero and ugly five one. So the tactical um, coffee. We do love Yeah shower to Tactical Coffee. Where what is the uh, call sign on that? On the... <laughs> call go, sign go, of go. The coffee.
1: So is that 50. I'm it?
0: not sure if I've got any
1: left, to be honest. <laughs> Reading right the coffee I'm stash. Out.
0: I think I'm out with it. What? Oh We're gonna get Darren from um Tactical Coffee on the podcast anyway, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: oh, 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 there it is. There, uh. sorry. Yeah, it's bad. Ugly. Ugly five zero. I told you, didn't I? You. Yeah. Yeah. Call me. So that's uh, tactical coffee. Have a coffee named after the 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 call sign. Ugly five zero. Look at that. There you go. Seamless. <laughs> <Come> on, <isn't laughs> I thought it was three. It was five zero. Brilliant so yeah if you um if you know of any other sort of missions or stories that you want us to sort of look at and talk about now we're happy to uh yeah happy to oblige on that I tell you what i I love looking these things up
1: oh, just do your own yeah you yeah. need to get someone from that like i said yeah. You know.
0: yeah if anyone knows anyone you know uh, if anyone knows any of the pilots Tom o'Malley ed Macy, um uh, Mark Rutherford, uh or anyone who sat on the outside. Um Captain uh, Dave Rigg, Marine Chris Fraser Perry, Marine Gary Uh Robson Ro- Again. Robertson or Warrant Officer Colin Hearn. If anyone knows them I'd love to speak to them. Oh well yeah. Yeah. Just have a chat. I don't even have to I don't even have to record it. No. I'd just love to, you know, get their point of view on, on the whole
1: just have a chat there. Yeah,
0: situation, oh, awesome. um, or any of the marines are there. You know, there was a hundred of them. I'm sure they've, they've all got a sort of story to tell. Just these, yeah. And, and 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 Af- you know, Afghanistan, Iraq, um, the Falklands. Like I, I when I went down to the Falklands and you do the battlefield tours down there. i did uh, Mount Tumbledown. I did San, uh, San Carlos Bay, uh, like when you go on them on them uh, battlefield tours, you you the insight you get in, into what they went through, especially Tumbledown. Tumbledown was was a crazy, um, a cr- like a, a crazy place to attack, to the point where it was said if if it had been. British soldiers defending that mountain rather than Argentinian conscripts. The only way you would have got them off there would have been carrying them off with stretches from old age because it was it was easy to defend. Um, so the fact that they were able to attack it and, and take it. Um, I, I'm not sure the number. I think it was nine. At the very end when they took the last position, there was like nine... There was just nine um soldiers left, but they'd taken it, you know. That's another one. We could look at the Falklands, we can look at you know they
1: can I ever do battlefield tours in like Iraq and Afghanistan. Years to come, obviously, like.
0: I'd love I'd love to go back now. Yeah. I'd love to go back to Basra and look at the hotel, O State buildings, Basra Palace, the airports, the J Dam building, the you know the courthouse, the the you know places that I, that I went and and and. Mm. Which and, I mean, do you reckon like years ago, Mum? You
1: know. I don't. I
0: don't know. Would that ever be a thing? Like like it is now. Like, could you could you get a flight from here to Basra and then just no. get a taxi and have a look at these places? No. Are you
1: sure? No, I'm no, not positive. Obviously, I wouldn't have thought so. You'd have to go back though, wouldn't you? Sort of like flight in the east and then.
0: I reckon we could get the BBC to pay for it. <laughs> we we'll just talk about it all are there. They'd probably throw
1: you in, wouldn't they? Like, yeah, it's, you know, two idiots want to go back there. Why not? <laughs> yeah,
0: Channel Four or something like that. Do you know what? Do you know that might help some? That might help some soldiers. You know, do you know if they were suffering with sort of PTSD. How? To, um, if the, if if the places moved on and they realise yeah. that the actions they've taken benefited. Oh
1: you definitely, know. yeah,
0: you can see that side of it. It's yeah, know. maybe. Yeah, we could fly into Q eight and drive up, but it's 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 not that far. No, it's not that far, did it? Um <laughs> I took the RSM down to the airport. Uh, but that's
1: a crazy place to run it. How like Q eight right next door to Iraq when we was out there is just like a normal functioning city, like nothing is going on next door. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we had to take the RSM to the airport. Yeah, to fly back to the UK for whatever reason, and we, we the record platoon got tasked with it. So we had stripped down Land Rovers, so they weren't taking the RSM in them. So they gave me a um, a Land Rover Discovery, but a Civi Land Rover Discovery. Yeah. Aircon, the lot, right? Automatic. Now, I'd never drove an automatic to this point. I'd never I'd only ever drove a manual <laughs> vehicle. So they give me this thing. And I kept on for the first like mile or so. Oh, one second. And we're back. <laughs> phones going off in the background. Kid kids' weird. phones that were hid behind things we didn't even know were there. <laughs> anyway, I was in is the first time I drove a a automatic vehicle so for the first mile i kept on hitting the brake like it was a clutch <laughs> like it should be changing gear and we <laughs> thought there was a, like we thought there was a problem with the vehicle because you just drive it like a go-kart but you yeah. don't you don't know it's a go-kart so um we so we anyway we we set off and um like one like a proper normal escort, one vehicle in the front, one vehicle in the middle, and then me in the middle. So it was me, uh, the RSM, and our platoon commander. Uh, we, we, and we set off to the border. But when you get to the border, you've got to disarm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So our weapons then get left with the rest of the platoon who wait on the border for us, and we drive down into Kuwait. And literally, you go from, like... Pokes of Tanks that have been blown up at the side of the road, and, and minefields, and Iraqi soldiers everywhere, and British soldiers everywhere, to normal motorway, <laughs> travelling down into a city. And then the city, yeah. And then you get to a city, and there's like sprinklers keeping the grass green, and there's traffic lights, and it's a water park. It's yeah. just normal everyday stuff. And, and we went Shopping to the malls. we went to the Hilton Hotel, <laughs> right? Pulled up at the Hilton, yeah, had valley valet parking. You know what I mean? Give them the keys. <laughs> And we went in and the RSM brought us like a, a cup of coffee and that. Like I'm, like I'm yeah, probably six months into, <laughs> no, no, probably three months into the tour. I'm in shit state. My uniform hasn't been washed properly. I've been washing my uniform in a bath with a bit of like Doby dust and, you know, drying it. <laughs> it's just, dust. And just, it was just crazy, you know. And then we finished our coffee and we me and the me and we dropped them at the airport me and the boss got in the uh got in the, in the discovery and we drove back to the border yeah and it, and we get to the border and you get your weapon back on and you look rearm yourself and back body armor go. on helmet on and i was back on top cover <laughs> driving <laughs> dri- driving back to, to Basra. it was it was it's just surreal it's insane
1: it's, it's absolutely surreal not even that close but that far at the same time. It's just nuts. It's like yeah. time travel.
0: It's weird. It is like time. I, it is like going back in. In when, I'm not. I don't know if the country's moved on, but in 2004, it was like going back to the fucking Stone Age in some yeah. some areas. No,
1: like the Highway of Death, wasn't it, it? Was called or something like that. It's just.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shit. But by the way. The way people lived, the sanitation, like the sewers pumped out into the rivers, so the yeah. rivers stunk. Um, the electricity, the electricity was so dodgy. <laughs> the other part, the so our platoon was broken down into two multiples. We were we were one zero. They were two you know two zero, and uh, their room caught on fire. <laughs> yeah yeah, they had a fire in their room while they were out. Like one of the fans or something they overloaded the a socket or something like that and the, the, you know we burnt a load of the kit and that. No way. Yeah. Broke so, that, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> we They're going to ask the boys to screen it
1: up or is that proper sparkies? Or, well, we had, uh, we had, we had, we uh,
0: had, I won't mention his name, but we had a T a, TI, a TA guy attached to us and, and he was, a, he was, a,
1: <laughs> literally,
0: he was an electrician, you know And he did a bit of stuff right. because we, We went went to a market, right? (laughs) Our rooms were roasting and there was was no way of getting cool. The fans just literally blew hot air on you. You just poured hot water on yourself. You poured the water on yourself and let the fans, you know. Do you do look? Yeah. So we were like, let's chip in. Let's all chip in and we'll get an air conditioning unit. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we all threw like 50 quid in, $50 or whatever. And we, we drove into like a market and we bought this massive aircon thing. <laughs> like we tied it to the front of the fucking lanny to, 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 to drag it back to camp. Anyway, we then smashed the window of our room. Yeah. And put this like in all these ones. Proper juggling, yeah, proper. <laughs> and then he wired it into the mains. Oh dear. <laughs> and but we then had we then had aircon in our room. Oh. And everyone wanted to come yeah. to our room. we are
1: all friends then, Jesus. I was lucky, like I said, down as we had tents that were already like I don't know the campus there already with Acon
0: in it, like so. We so when we got there they didn't they didn't have the tents outside. We we were split up, so we were with A company and then C and support were in another location and B company were in another location. And then the place where C and support were they give that back to the Iraqi police and support company moved in with B Company, which was in old state buildings. But when they moved in, they built the tents there, they just started getting mortared every night. Mm-hmm. You know? So they had these, you know, these lovely air con tents, you know, six-man tents or something like that. They were great them tents. Oh these things
1: were good. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. This camp, we yeah,
0: and um, but they just started smashing them with mortars every night. So they had to move support company into the hard standard building with B Company, which had no air conditioning. And um, mm-hmm. the tents basically got left. I've got pictures. I've got pictures of the, like all the holes that had gone through the tents. It, it, they ripped it apart, smashed all the the, you know, the toilet facilities and everything up. Um, the tents don't take. Yeah, thing. well, they don't take well to mortar. <laughs> tents don't
1: take well to anything. Like.
0: Um, they they put a Chinese rocket through the the, uh, the hard standard building as well. I've got oh, pictures it's... of that. Uh, it was quite rough old, um old state buildings it was that rough actually you'd be in support there and they brought it we we got brought in as an you know an extra platoon to sort of bolster the numbers because uh, and we were there for about a month um and in fact it was there where i got in my first contact because we weren't on a motor base split. and you know when you get the um you get the feeling you know <laughs> where where the streets you're going out at mid mm. midday and the streets dead. are dead. Um, you know, people are dragging. They see you coming and they're dragging their, their kids in, and shutters shut, go down the <laughs> <go down laughs> shops if they had shutters <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, and it and it can can go off very quickly. I had a, <laughs> I had a thingy as well. Um, I had a dead man's click on my mini me.
1: Awesome, just what you need. Yeah,
0: on yeah. the first one. On my yeah. So I got a few. I got a few rounds off. We dove into cover, um, spotted the guy, jumped out one one round, and that then just it. hit stoppage. Now, luckily for me, uh, one of the lads in the team, Paul Chase, Chevy, he um, he come over my shoulder, like deafened me, but like a boss. Yeah, he, he, he yeah he right beside my ear, but um, saved my life. <laughs> yeah, like a boss. Yeah, like a boss. Uh, Two so yeah, that was um, that you know that was the first one. That was that was wild. And then we did a we one. did a uh, fighting withdrawal, back to back to camp. And then there's a bit where we were going from sort of junction to junction, sort of pepper potting each other. And uh, half of the half of the uh, multiple were, were covering this junction. There was rounds going down and stuff like that. And I was the last man, all right? So <laughs> you had all the luck. yeah, yeah. four <laughs> four. It, 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 six, five of them had run across the junction while fire was going down they were getting covered and just as I got to the junction it went dead no one was firing and I literally <laughs> screamed to a halt I was like I'm not going anywhere someone starts firing you know what <laughs> mean? because it, it felt like they were just waiting for the next person to run across and they, that would have doing it so the, you know, the lads the lads opened up again and I got across it and we, uh, we pepper potted back to uh, back to OSB <laughs> crazy Crazy, crazy times.
1: Uh, it's insane. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and OSB was like it was. Uh, it's quite a it all to go wrong like uh, that. I was
0: like, yeah. and you, and and I felt it. I felt it coming as well. I really felt like, oh, it's going to go. It felt like you were being watched. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we were. That's why. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy,
1: it is It's like, yeah, you just know. You don't know how you know and it's like you're not like you've been there before but you just this is off yeah yeah something's not right it was
0: well it was combat. It, it combat indicators and then every time we went out on a more plate, it seemed to seemed to be something you know yeah if it was it's like, we used to go out with the warriors as well at night the warriors. oh no no it's we so were in them They'd just come with us. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? so, be, so there was two fears, right? One, if they fired an RPG at that, it wasn't going through it, but it was pinging off down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the second one was, if they seen something that they wanted to, to take out, well, they don't ask you where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's pitch black, yet you're hiding in, in the shadows anyway, and they're moving beside you. So if they, one of them things starts traversing or turning or goes through a wall... Mm-hmm then it could crush you, you know, so you know, <laughs> you just avoided them. I didn't want to be anywhere near them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Because the pilots, they were battened down, you know, they weren't sitting up yeah, looking, looking where, where you were, you no lights on you, you, were very, you know. Some of the lads had the uh, the torches on the front of their uh, their weapon systems, by the minimi, you know what I mean? Didn't even have a Susat
1: <laughs> You don't need one on that.
0: No, no, spray and pray. <laughs> watch my tracer yeah, all of them <laughs> yeah so uh, crazy times right let's do the um, let's do the thing the thing you can find us on <laughs> facebook at the broken veteran podcast on instagram the broken veteran you can find the mountain bike page on facebook the broken veteran mtb Oof. Gotta Yeah, you can email us at thebrokenveteran at gmail You can. Can you ring us? No, you can't ring us. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but we're working on it. Um, we have a GoFundMe if you want to donate to the podcast. If you like what you hear and you want us to do more, or you want it to be better quality, or you want us to add video. Um,
1: ultimately if you want us to stop we want to get to a million <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's the alternative you want us to carry on just a few quid if you want us to stop drop a million quid in there we're stopping <laughs> we're,
1: we're tired
0: yeah we're happy uh, then yeah <laughs> um but yeah, reach out to us if you like it you know you can well, if you don't
1: think you want to input yeah.
0: yeah 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 i kind of want people's input um after the uh episode 13 which was the vj day we did get a lot i got a lot of feedback a lot of positive feedback from that one um so if anyone wants to sort of get involved with the podcast or be on it then happy days um you can find it on all streaming services spotify is probably the best one to listen on on you know even if you can't stand our voices or don't like listening to us there may be it may be someone out there that you know it will help so if you can share it as well you know that that would be a massive massive help to us as well We're sorry that it was late it will happen again <laughs> no doubt but the very best of luck to everyone this week have a good week and I'll see you all
1: hopefully Saturday
0: hopefully <laughs> who knows a busy week ahead right that's it cheers guys thanks a lot Bye. bye